0: episode of let's make it this is episode number 49 and it's recorded on what is it today may 19th 2014 and uh we normally record every monday night the best that we can at least last uh, month or so has been a little bit rough for getting monday nights free being full well, being on vacations and work schedules and things like that but as usual i am here with my co-host bob how you doing bob
1: i'm doing good vacation was fun
0: good where'd you go any more fun
1: Uh, this was a, we went on a cruise and went to, uh, Cozumel, Grand Cayman, and Jamaica.
0: Nice. So.
1: so, Was it cooler uh, there than where you are? I'm I'm sorry, what?
0: (laughs) Was it cooler there than where you are now?
1: Actually, it was a little cooler there than in Dallas.
0: Yeah, this time of year, it's a little cooler there, you know, because the water is still kind of cool. Hasn't warmed up yet.
1: Hasn't warmed up, but it was uh, very nice, and the food was good, and uh, and of course it's vacation, so we spent too much money, and but yep. That's hey, that's of, what you're supposed to do. That's so, part
0: of vacation, right?
1: <laughs> so it was good. I did think about electronics while I was while I was on the cruise. I couldn't I couldn't help myself.
0: See, so I have an episode coming up where we can track ships. I should have done that episode before you went, and you could have played with that while you're on the on the boat and watch all the I, boats around you.
1: I, f- I almost took my GPS from uh, a few episodes ago, but I figured I'd get my butt kicked by my family <laughs> if I did that.
0: <laughs> so was it just you and your wife that went, or did you take more with you?
1: Uh, it was my wife and a, me and my wife and a couple other family members. So
0: so good. Uh,
1: so it was, it was a good trip, but I did find myself looking at the... Uh, uh, the electronic lighting and the digital signage and you know, the network they had, you know, I, 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 you know, the geek in me just couldn't stay, just couldn't, couldn't keep control of it.
0: Yeah, so. no, Like I'm the same way when I go away. So I can't, can't turn it off.
1: Can't turn it off completely. <laughs> I did pretty good though. So,
0: so this week is a Bob episode. We're going to talk about some Raspberry Pi stuff again, right?
1: That's right. This is a this is a project I've uh, been working on. Um, This is actually using some of the same components that we had a few weeks ago uh, with the uh, ultrasonic sensor. Only now I've got it connected to a Pi, and this Pi is this is actually a project I'm working on where it will become a digital sign, and where it's going to be placed is in an entry area, and I'm going to use this sensor, and if the sensor senses a person walking into the area it'll turn on a lamp so this is this is a real-world project for me but since we were using it a couple episodes ago I figured we might as well just go from uh, you know keep the, the the sequence in line and go from an Arduino to a pie and uh, demo demo this
0: that sounds so, good to me
1: so let me switch to the desktop and here is, here's the setup and it's a, it's a Raspberry Pi uh, connected to the ultrasonic sensor and a two, uh, two relay, a little two relay board and the Pi is in back Uh, It is connected to the network, so I can – where did my VNC go? There it is. So I've actually had it running for uh, a little while. Um, But it's – let me get the – I'll show you what it's doing. So the the sensor right now is actually reading – the base of the camera stand. So, uh, and the way I've got the code written is if anything comes within 10 centimeters of it, it turns on the light and keeps it on for 10 seconds. So I just did that for demonstration purposes. Um, In in the, when I actually run this, I'm going to set it for two, anything that comes within two meters uh, we'll turn on the lamp, and I'll leave the lamp on. I'm, I'm probably going to start off with five minutes, and then we'll see if I have to adjust it from there. But the code is, this is this is the code that we're that we're running, and I've got this little um, terminal window right here that's telling me what it's doing, and it's checking the distance every every second so you can see it's reading 25 and a half roughly in that range there's a there's a little noise there's a little imprecision there but uh, for what I'm looking for uh, it's it's perfectly good uh, that little miss uh, imperfection right there isn't going to affect anything I do and I'm going to stick my hand in front of it and you can see that now it's reading a few four centimeters, three,
0: four, five. That's about right. So and what language did you write this in?
1: uh, I'm sorry. Say that again.
0: What language did you write this program in?
1: This is, this is written in Python. Okay. Uh, I, I have debated over the last two weeks, whether or not I'm going to leave this code in Python, or if I'm going to write it in C, uh, and have it run Compiled. As soon as the as soon as the Pi comes on, uh, but for for the demo I wrote it in Python and I don't know I may use this code, uh, I I haven't decided but lots of people use Python to to control uh, various I/O so I just went with that um, just to be consistent with the code.
0: So. Yeah, there's libraries enough for just about every language I think on a Pi so. Uh, Python is probably the most popular. By seen shell scripting, I've seen C script, I've seen C code, so pretty much use it almost anything you want. In fact, from the shell script, you can just write to the control files directly.
1: That's that's right. You can. Um, the advantage of using something like C is that you can get access to the uh, you know access to the pins is pretty low level. So uh, with C, you can get access to it a little easier. With uh, Python, you actually have to run it. Uh, Let me kill this off. Uh, You can't run this as the normal user. You do have to run it as a a root user. So that's why I'm using the sudo command here uh, to give me access to, uh, to root. So, but it. Oh, it runs. I, I ran it. Uh, I actually left this running while I was on vacation and it came back. There's some error code in here. Um, and when I got back and checked it, it was uh, about 0.2% errors so it's pretty ninety-eight, ninety-nine point eight percent reliability on the measurements when you're doing a measurement every second uh that's that's pretty good i that's more than adequate for what i'm right what i'm doing here so but this is this is the code so i'm importing a few libraries um and i'm setting i create um uh, this is kind of a style for me where if I'm gonna use something globally like these pins, I'm, I, I use the global command and then set them as a number and I have my variables as uppercase, which just tells me that it, that's kind of the way I've written code for 20 years. So that just tells me where that it's a global variable. So I've set my pin numbers um, and you can either set pins by their function or their uh, their physical location on the pie. And I chose function because uh, if I ever change versions of a pie, then the code should, should work because it's based on function, not location. So, um, and here I've got this debug function uh, turned to true, which basically puts the output to this terminal window. If that's false, then nothing pops up on the, on the terminal. Um, which will be the way I run it when this actually gets connected to the sign. So, And I wrote this, I wrote this code so I could use multiple sensors, although I'm not doing anything like that. Um, but here I have a function where I read, uh, I read the sensor and I'm going to return the, either an error code or the, the distance. So, uh, set turn the warnings on. So uh, we'll just go through the code line by line. I'm turning the warnings off, setting the the mode to be to be functions rather than physical pins. I set up the trigger pin and turn it off, and of course then I set up the echo pin because I've got to listen to it. And just like in the uh, the Arduino code, I turn on the trigger pin for 10 microseconds and then turn it right back off. And then I go into these listening loops. And essentially what this is doing is it's looking for when does the pin come on and when does it turn off? And if it waits for anything longer than one second, I assign an error code to it and later on in the code I can I can say okay well if I got a 998 or a 999 back obviously that's an error and I'm not going to I'm not going to pay attention and I put this in here so just in case uh something happens to the sensor I don't get locked in an infinite loop where it's waiting for a ret- some sort of return and this actually reminds me of something important that I need to show real quick. There is the peculiarity of the Pi. The sensor r- runs off 5 volts, and the Pi will supply 5 volts, but the input pins back into the Pi are 3 volt, 3.3 volts. So, if you don't do something, that ultrasonic sensor could... Sm- could burn up the pie by sending a five-volt signal back into it. Um, and there is when I was uh, researching this there's kinda two schools of thought. One is that uh, you you actually do a voltage reduction and send back a three volt, 3.3 volt signal and the other uh, philosophy which is the one I went with just for pure simplicity was to put a big resistor in place so you can't you you're you're still supplying five volts, but you're sending so little current back that you can't damage the pie. So if you look very carefully, right there is a ten k resistor. So there's no way I'm gonna burn up my pie by uh, accidentally uh, uh, you know sending too much current back back to it so so sorry for that little detour. I should have mentioned that earlier, and I forgot. So, so these loops are uh, so back to these loops. So we're looking for uh, either a second on or a second off, and it, and then we time how how long the uh, the echo pin was on, and then we do the calculation. Here I'm doing it in um, in metric. So uh, now these are. I don't want to get any emails from somebody saying, well, the speed of sound is not actually 34,000 centimeters per second. Okay. Well, it's actually something a little higher than that. I know that, but I don't have to be perfect here. And of course that's at sea level and this isn't, I'm not at sea level and (laughs) so those values are kind of rounded, but it gives the number here is. It's valid for either inches or centimeters if somebody is interested in it. And then just for, because of what I'm interested in, I do a little math right here to round the number to two significant digits, do a IO cleanup, and then return the actual distance that, that was calculated. And then I have this, this loop right here, this while loop, that essentially will run until you hit a control C, or until I write some code to to do something a little smarter. But um, it's the uh, it's keeping a count, and then it goes and asks this function for a sensor reading, and then it does a little. If it returns a zero, a 998, or 999, well, that's obviously an error, so we're going to ignore that. Um, Then I've got a few lines of code in here that if I'm if I'm printing to a terminal window to to give me some information and then uh, this is for I'm setting up this code right here is where I'm actually setting up the IO for the relay. And then here's where then this code right here if I'm reading the if the sensor reading is less than 10, which is the value, if it's less than 10 centimeters and it's greater than a zero, which is an error, then turn on the relay pin. And in this case, uh, it's ba- it, like many other relays, uh, the high and the low are backwards from what you would logically think. So in this case, you set the pin low, which turns the relay on. And then later on, we'll set the pin high, which turns the relay back off. And then I have a debug statement. Uh, I grab, and this is for the output uh, again, is I calculate the time and give me the elapsed time that the, uh, since the last time it w- the light was actually turned on. So here you can see over here, we've gone five hundred and fifteen seconds since the last time I turned it on, and then I when the uh, when it's greater than ten seconds since the light has been on or the relay's been on, then I turn it back off, wait for a second, and continue the loop unless I've had a keyboard interrupt, which is. Just a control C. And then if I do, then I had then I quit out of the loop and I print this little summary of of what the the latest run of this code was. So I can hit control C and there I get my little summary of of how it of how it ran in in the last 10 minutes or yeah nearly ten minutes I've had no errors so and when I left it on while I was gone 02 percent so I would say that's that's pretty good
0: yeah that's so, pretty impressive considering you're going for a week right
1: yeah I was gone yeah I was gone for about eight days so but you know here it is sitting there running and you can tell that it's reading twenty five centimeters to the to the stand for the camera and if i stick my hand in place the light turns on and you can see that in the in the camera Um, you can also see where the relay light came on and so it's working it it's working just like it's supposed to so
0: so is your relay run is it can you drive it with three volts or five volts or both uh both okay so it's Go going to turn transistor first i take it
1: uh no it's actually this uh this relay board you don't uh i'm not using a transistor i'm using i'm running it right off the pie okay and it does have you i don't know what i'm gonna do with it but um uh, it there is a, a second relay on there which if i wanted to do something uh, with another you know i don't know maybe i'll plug in the monitor and I'll turn off the monitor when nobody's in the room and turn it back on when somebody enters. So, uh, but it's a, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice little, uh, nice little setup. So, and, and this is a, this is a real, this is a real project for me. So,
0: so you said, um, you were going to use it, um, to display digital signage type stuff or are you going to do the digital signage yourself or are you looking to use like touch or like the OSC thing that I was using I'm gonna use or the same
1: mode. yeah I'm gonna use what you were using before okay uh, uh, that's gonna work just fine for me and then I'll have this uh, this relay code working in the background and it should be a nice little setup, and this is going to be an entry area for a building, um, for a nonprofit that I work with, and this is a this is going to be a little project for them, um, you know, that, that I'm doing for them. So, uh,
0: so does the digital signage change when somebody walks in, or does it stay the same?
1: The digital signage won't change; it'll be updated based on whatever is, is the sign. But I'm thinking about connecting the monitor itself physically
0: right so you save power
1: just just to save electricity yeah there's no reason to display anything on the sign when there's nobody in the room right so right um, of course i'll have to find a monitor that'll turn itself on and off based on uh you know if the power comes on it'll turn itself on so
0: right yeah so an old style monitor (laughs) we're trying to say
1: yeah, right, and and of course the last piece of this project that actually came in while I was while I was on vacation was my HDMI to VGA adapter. So, you
0: know, the other thing you might be able to look at is you can put a screen into power saving mode. I don't know f- how I don't know what Raspbian has in it as far as options go, but you may be able to use that to turn off and on the monitor versus turning the power off and on.
1: Uh, yeah, I may very well be able to. Now, the monitor that I'm planning on starting with is an old VGA monitor, so I may not be able – but yeah, I may be able to just blank the display.
0: Yeah, if, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Since clearly I'm going to know if if the uh, – you know, I've already written the code to know if somebody's in the room or not because I've got the lamp on. So yeah. it shouldn't be that difficult to to turn on and off the the output to the to the monitor using using some common code.
0: So the in your case what you just showed, the timer doesn't reset itself. So if you keep moving within that five centimeters, it won't it doesn't you, stay on, right? It goes off and back on again?
1: It will stay it will stay on ten seconds past the last reading.
0: Okay. So okay
1: if it keeps if it keeps sensing that somebody's in the room, it will keep that lamp okay. on for yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be kind of silly if I
0: <laughs> turn it off, back on. Turn it off and back on. <laughs> yeah, that
1: yeah that would work. That
0: relay work that relay.
1: So, uh, but yeah, I, the the way the code is written, and obviously ten centimeters in ten seconds isn't really useful for uh, for the real world, but it works just fine for the demo. And right. right now, I mean, you can tell when the lamp comes on. The lamp is actually sitting right above me, so. I think I look a little better when the lamp is on. So just so, keep,
0: keep waving your hand. <laughs>
1: yeah, I keep waving my hand. Here, I'll just I'll I'll just stick something in front of it, and and then the lamp will stay on. And I, of course, you know, more than one person has noted that I have a face for radio. So maybe I should <laughs> turn the lamp back off.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, that's okay.
1: But it, you know, it, it's it's but it's nice to you know. This was a nice little back-to-back project using the same, doing the same thing on two different platforms with two different programming languages.
0: Right. Yeah. And the the Pi is a little different than it's not really designed the same way that the Arduino is. well, all the open pins they use a lot of those pins for other things, so you don't have as many of them.
1: Yeah. You have very yeah. You have very few pins compared to useful pins compared to an Arduino
0: um the other thing is there's not there's issues with timers so you gotta be careful like the i2c stuff doesn't work always so well with a raspberry pi because the timing the timers in the chip is not as accurate as what's in the arduino
1: i i haven't done anything with that yet so um who knows i i'm i may very well try a, try something
0: yeah, I've experimented some of that stuff, and it doesn't that that basically I, it works sometimes, but not reliably. So I've never used it for anything that needs to be reliable, which is kind of why the UDO board was interesting because it has basically a four core, the same CPU that's in the Raspberry Pi, plus it has the CPU for the Arduino. So you can have the Ar, the Amtel and for the Arduino do a lot of the hard work mm-hmm. as far as timing goes, and use the Elwyn for runs Unix or whatever, and it does all the so you and they communicate back and forth to each other uh, via serial. So it's real easy to to program. It's kind of like taking four Raspberry Pis and, and uh do uh, uh, and putting them <laughs> together. So all on one board. It's kind of neat, although it's a little confusing to you get the hang of it. But it's neat yeah. to have two separate CPU operating systems and everything running there.
1: Yeah, that is yeah that is a little confusing. Um, and at least with the with the Pi. And and the funny thing is, I'm not using anywhere close to the Pi's capabilities.
0: Right, and you're even running X Windows on there too.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm. That's right. Yeah, and that's actually what most of the uh, if you if you watch this uh, carefully, most of the CPU usage on this thing is actually for is for the X Window.
0: Yeah, I generally turn off X Windows unless I really need it for something.
1: Um probably i will have it off when this thing is is in production
0: um, well you're going to need it for the same software the screenly software uses x windows
1: oh it does okay it uses well,
0: yeah it uses like a web browser inside of there inside of the
1: well it's not having any trouble you know the i'm running probably about looks like it's averaging between 15 and 20 percent cpu usage right now
0: yeah i mean so. it's pretty amazing what it can do i've been playing with adsb and i put it on to a pi and it's just not using anything on the pi it's crazy how yeah. powerful they are so.
1: yeah it is it is powerful it, yeah and what's what's sad is my my very first pc this thing is far more powerful than that
0: oh yeah mine too yeah my first PC couldn't do any kind of multitasking. It just, you I know, mean, was strictly one, one thread, and that's it.
1: <laughs> that's right. Well, it kind of dates me, but I actually used Windows two.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh, that's that's really sad.
0: <laughs> I played with Windows two. That was back when there was a was the other the IBM version of OS two, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then I and then I had a. Uh, 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 a machine that had, DOS, when I bought it, it came with DOS 6 and Windows 3, and they gave you the 5-inch floppies to upgrade to 3.1. <laughs> and I think there were, I think it was 3 or 4 floppies, if I remember right. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, just amazing. So, But, you know, hey, you know, a few years from now, you know, the... Uh, We'll be reminiscing like this about the the hardware we have now. So, so the kids
0: now, you give them a cassette tape, and they, what's this thing? <laughs> yeah, know? that's right. I remember my TI ninety nine forty. That's how I loaded in programs was using a cassette tape player. Yeah. To save and save and play them back. So yeah.
1: Well, I had it. Yeah, and I had I had an old Commodore
0: sixty four. Yeah.
1: And the uh, the floppy drive. You know, I had programs on five inch floppies for that. And, you know, that floppy drive was, gosh, that thing was huge and it weighed a ton. Yeah. So it's
0: amazing how technology advances.
1: Sure is fun. Hit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, I, I have bees in some of my backyard and I have a friend who sent me this link a couple, probably three weeks ago, four weeks ago now of people wanting to do sensors in beehives. So I'm starting to investigate that.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: They mainly want temperature and humidity, which is pretty easy with a DHT-11. Just stick one of those in yeah. there. Um, put one in each each body, probably in the center of the, center of the hive in each body. But they also have, they're trying to do some audio type stuff too. They say that based on the frequency of the audio, you can kind of tell what the bees are doing or if they're going to swarm. They have these different sounds. So hmm. I'm looking into how to do audio um, either on a Raspberry Pi or... Um, an Arduino or something and because rather Pi doesn't have audio in only has audio out on it true So I'm trying to figure out the best way to all I need to do is measure frequencies. what frequencies are I don't want to record the sound much. I want to record what the wave looks like And every so often just take a picture of it
1: That is that does sound that sounds like an interesting project.
0: Yeah, so I got the extra frames for the beehive So I'm gonna start playing with that here soon
1: well, this week we'll be uh uh get the digital signage part and uh, I'm still trying to figure out a little box that i'm gonna mount the pie and the mount all this hardware in and have it look presentable for a for an entry area so
0: yeah, so is it gonna are you can put it like in a kiosk or is it just like a, on a monitor sitting on a table somewhere?
1: It's going to be a mon- It's going to be a monitor sitting on a uh, basically a wide credenza in an open area. Uh, the a- the actual where the sensor is actually going to be pointing. Uh, there's probably twenty five or thirty feet worth of distance, but it's only when somebody actually walks into the entry area itself, which is six or seven feet away from where this is going to be sitting. Okay. So if somebody's walking in the hallway,
0: uh, yeah you don't outside, want it the... yeah.
1: then I don't want it coming on, but if they actually walk into the room, then I want the lamp and the monitor to turn on right. So but I, I'm gonna so this week'll be uh, mounting it and uh, making some sort of display that is is nice
0: right. I'm curious also to know if the error rate goes up when you got something that's farther away.
1: Um, that will be interesting, but i'm I'm gonna keep this logging code in there, uh, at least for the time being, so i can so I can keep track of that and see how many errors I'm really getting. yeah, and then I'll also play with the timing. You know, do I need to leave the lamp on for five minutes? should i can I turn it off
0: after two? You
1: yeah. know, we'll, we'll just have to play with it and see see what works the best.
0: Right. So. Right. Very cool.
1: So, a nice little real world project. So,
0: yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, I don't really have anything else for this week. I'm kind of out of things <laughs> right now for the next couple weeks. But um, I guess we can talk about what for next week as well. But for this week, I think we're pretty much done, right?
1: Yeah, I think we're I think we're good for this week.
0: All right. Then we'll go ahead and sign off and see everybody next week. All right. All right. See good ya. Good evening.